Welcome back. This is the you need to know from AgVisor Pro. And we got some cool stuff for you again today. Another good question. If you're curious about them, check them out on their platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and on the web, AgVisor Pro. What do we have this week, Kyle? Well, I will say, if you haven't downloaded the app, go do that. You can go check out whatever they do on social media and their website. But if you aren't on this app, where have you been? It's free. Anonymous questions. Where have you been? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you where I've been is nose deep into flipping through these questions. And there's one that's pretty interesting here. And uh, uh, there'll be some science in this question. And there'll be uh, some opinion. But I think it'll all come back to an agronomist style answer. And so the question that I am reading right now is, is there any solution that is well accepted for in-field soil testing? If yes, what is it? If no, what's missing in the current solutions? Seeking a response from an expert. Uh, So they want to get results right there without sending things to a lab is what, how I read that, correct? That is how I read that question myself. Okay. Yeah. So there's going to be uh, some interesting takes on that. Uh, I'll, I'll start with it uh, on mine. I, I use a lab and uh, send stuff to them. I'm very comfortable with them. They do very good work, uh, very consistent. I have had experience with this type of thing in the past where they were trying to come up with a system where you could just, I don't know, come up with an amount of soil. You put it in a container and it's supposed to read you primarily nitrogen back. And in, it was consistently inconsistent. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. So when it comes to uh, a nutrient like nitrogen, is how comfortable do you feel with that? I mean, it was, so this is why I say that is it was calibrated against the lab and it was all over the board. So fast, yes. Accurate, no. And uh, there isn't that much time, in my opinion, between getting stuff back from a lab. I need accuracy. So my opinion is tainted on some of the early stuff that came up. Now I know there's been improvements and things like that, but my personal opinion is you still you still can't beat a lab. No, and there's a lot of things that go on the lab side of things on these soil nutrient calibrations and the readings they get and the results they have. But back to the infield sensor thing, uh, just taking samples in the field. So I've seen I've seen a couple different infield sensors. There's there's a there's a handful of them out there, and some have been out there for a number of years. Some are fairly new in the game. Some are probes you stick in the ground and you let it sit there for so long, and it gives you back some readings, and it'll give NPKs, uh, possibly some micros, pH, salts, all that. Others you actually collect. Soil samples like you normally would, so a zero to six for a representation, and and then you actually sample that collective composite sample you took to get the results. I'm gonna pick on the one first. So if you have the probe that sticks in the ground and gives you real time in that particular spot, my biggest fear is if this is targeted for on-farm use and you're gonna get sensor results. Whoever's taking that sample, are they taking something that's representative of the field? Or are they just going in one spot that they go, yep, this is average, stick it in, and they go, oh, yep, shows I have 20 pounds of nitrate left in the field, so I should make my nitrogen plan like so. Or did you go and poke that 20 different times with 20 different 
nitrate numbers, georeference them, and actually make a map based on that. There's more involved then. Then it's not an on-farm thing anymore, unless you're very skilled on-farm. Uh, you, you have the training or the, the the background on the technology you need to make the maps off of gathering data like that. But the it always the, makes me wonder who is uh, who's asking that question. You know, is it a is it a startup company? Is it uh, somebody somebody else that's you know bringing a, a product to the market or what? And I don't I don't have. I don't know of any farmers in my area that do their own soil sampling because at that time of the year, they are concentrated on harvest period. And so they they have more interest in zones and uh, somebody else doing it and it's, and it's hired out. So it's not that I'm opposed to it, but I think we're kind of creatures of habit and I fall into the things that I know, right? And there's probably some things I should pay more attention to, but if you're getting that type of question, it feels to me that there's somebody that's trying to test that market out and uh, they have to realize that the market isn't probably farmers, more people that actually do sampling. Right. And, and, and to me, like the idea of the sensors, even as an agronomist, I love this idea because mm-hmm. you have one sampling piece of equipment that can get real time results right then and there. And you can go take unlimited samples without any extra cost what it takes to get those results. So if you want to be, say, like our friend Michael Dunn that has taken down to half acre grid sampling, you watch Michael Dunn. I bet you if his if he's listening, and, and I'm just joking with you here, but I bet you you'd be going even more granular than half acre samples. You'd just start poking holes all over the place to get as granular as a, a map as you can just to see how spatially variable is that ground and he knows the answer and I know the answer. It's extremely variable. You're just getting kind of representative average. So I, I like the idea of that kind of sensor because it could really, it, it could make a lot less cost to get a way more detailed spatial representation of what your nutrient variability is. But I have my doubts too at the same time that I look at all that goes into the calibrated nutrient analysis when you send a soil sample to a lab. There's there's the variability that how you took a sample in the field. There's a lot of variability just in that. Every person taking a soil sample will have slightly different results on how they take the sample. Did they take 20 cores per field? Did they take 16 cores? Did they take 24 cores? That all is going to make a difference on their end result. But um, once it gets to the lab, what was that soil like? When soil goes from a field sample, which if it's a wet, uh, heavy clay... It's very, it's ribbony, it gets stuck together and it's lumpy. And mm-hmm. and when they measure soil for individual soil tests, they have an exact weight and exact volume that they're measuring. And that's how their tests are calibrated against the exact weight and volume. And so if it's a sand, you can fill up that volume very consistent from one, one field to the next if it's a sand soil type. But what if it's a sandy clay loam? What if it's just a straight loam? What if it's a silty loam? What if it's a silty clay? What if it's just a heavy clay? What if it's a sandy clay? You're going to have different volumes in their same measurement devices. And so what soil labs will do is they physically dry down that soil. They grind that soil, pulverize it to dust. And then no matter the soil type, they get the exact volumetric measurement with a lot of consistency to do all of their extraction methods per nutrient. And so they do a lot of things 
on a very accurate, consistent, and repeatable level at a lab with your soil sample that will ensure accurate results. Now I look back at the in-field soil testing. How wet was that ground where you poked that probe? How dry was the ground where you poked that probe? There, there's so many factors that are going in the in-field soil sensors. Like I love the idea, but knowing the amount of accuracy that comes from a lab-tested soil sample, I, I struggle with in-field sampling. You have a, a very controlled environment in a lab, and you have procedures, and you have procedures that are checked. Right? There's checks and balances. Right. Uh, if you're certified, if you're certified lab. And the other, the other part is, so you have to feel very confident with where you send that. I do. The other piece is I have to have confidence in what I'm doing in the sample submitted. So that's, that's to me is part of it too, is like, how is this getting done? I mean, you can, you can follow procedure. I get that, but I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, we've, we've worked with things that you've, you've put in the ground and, you're going to try to get some results back and this and that. And we know how that ended up. There's, well, there's it, it, it came back to your original yeah. example. There are multiple in-field, uh, not the probe you stick in the ground and it just boom, gives you results, but the, the type of sensor that you pull the sample, you have a little mobile lab on the tailgate of your truck. There's, there's multiples of these. You can stick the soil into it. It does some kind of extraction and, and it gives you results. Now, now that sample, I mean, that's, or that sampler, it, again, to the soil type thing, because you're not, you're not drying it, oven drying it and pulverizing it to dust. So if it's a heavy clay and you just have big chunks and stuff that go into that bucket, how well is that mixing up? And how well is that actually going to uh, look at it at volume versus a sand soil? And, and how accurate is that result going to be? Because that has to be constantly calibrated. And, and those things aren't necessarily getting calibrated in the field. So the good thing is technology is evolving to the point where there's, um, I'm glad there's a lot of interest in these type of things. And there's companies that have been doing stuff and, and you're, and you're hearing our experience, right? Now that we can be proven wrong by, and that's probably part of the, Hey, drop some more questions into the app, <laughs> you know, that type, right. type of thing. Uh, but. The advantage, I would say, I, I don't know if I necessarily personally see the advantage in a fall scenario because I have, there's more time. I have time That's to right. sample accurately, send in, get results back on a timely basis from, from the lab. Now, this spring, uh, we had high levels of residual nitrogen and we have had a tremendous amount of rainfall and we had cover crop or a volunteer crop regrowth this last fall. And now we're going to have another weekend of heavy rain. I would love to have something that would give me confidence to go out and say, hey, by the way, you know what we need to do? There was a method. We need to adjust our nitrogen this spring. We had high levels. We don't anymore in these areas. And and that this is a possibility where it would where it would fit. Because right. I know I'm I'm not I can tell you I'm not going to get out and sample it with a truck because by the time I can They'll be seeding it. And there are and other the time crunch. Really and there makes. are other proven methods that, that help out with this. Uh, look at university research stuff about the, uh, the green seeker sensors. I mean, there's a really good real time example that they have done tons of work in calibration to know based on the level of green, based on if it's corn or wheat, that based on that level of green, how much nitrogen you need to put down. And it still comes down to the individual farmer or agronomist recommendation based on those 
general levels of yellow to green on what to apply. But you're right. It would be great to have an an in-season right now answer on those things. But I also know how much work goes into a soils lab and how much constant checking gets done on them to make sure that they, they get audited. They check themselves. They're looking at how accurate is the test they're even taking themselves because there can be major discrepancies in the results they get based on just silly little things like was their distilled water bad or their deionized water bad that they were using to make a wet paste or or if it's a different yeah, it's a- material tray or or uh, mm-hmm. yeah any of that stuff can make a huge difference and so I'm thinking of the minute differences in a high throughput soils lab that pushes out thousands of samples a day on how little things affect that those little things you don't even think about when you're doing in-field testing. And and so I just, I would like that technology to work. I would love it to work, but I have not seen anything to prove to me that I put a lot of confidence behind it. Don't feel comfortable yet with it. Yeah. I, w- I would say the same thing. It'd be, it would be great. It's kind of reminds me of something of the degree. If you were to pull a hundred people and, and ask them this, how confident are you in Soil testing versus tissue sampling. Oh, yeah, everyone's going to say they're confident in what's in the soil sample because there's a lot of work. Yeah, there's a lot of work to back that up. Tissue sampling, yeah. if you actually look at the, the legitimate data that's there to back it up on the university end, it's decades, decades and decades old. And guess what's happened in just the last 10 years, let alone the last 30 years? Hybrid performance, variety performance, genetic gain is huge. And so you're comparing tissue sample and plant nutrition response from 30 and 40 years ago versus hybrids that can just through genetic gain can produce 10 times, or maybe not 10 times, but substantially. Well, we'll go with 10. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. But okay, so, so back to the question, just kind of bring this to a close. Is there a solution that's well accepted for an in field sampling? I would say no, there's no no thing that's well accepted. Do they exist? Yes. And what's missing in the current solutions? That's a good question. We're not necessarily the experts to say exactly specifically what it is, but I I would say that there's just, there's not the consistency proof that those results are real versus what you get in the lab. Ultimately, in the end, they're going to test this against a lab analysis to calibrate Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And what I would like to see is what is the correlation between that same sample that's sent to a lab for analysis to what getting out of there. And then what confidence or what confidence interval do they have that, that those two things are lining up? That's one thing I guess I don't necessarily see disclosed. It's a good question. If you submit questions, you get on the app, be very specific. That's probably the best thing because uh, this one was sort of specific and we've spent 18 minutes talking about it, you know? <laughs> so just, just, just think about that. Uh, if you get on there and, and use this product because it's, uh, you can get into, there's a lot of factors to consider. And right. that's what's, that's what's interesting. And if anybody wants to get a hold of us and, and discuss other things, Hey, we're, we're open to that. We're always I absolutely am, wide open. We're just, I'm giving you my opinion on my experience. That's, that's the main thing. Purely opinion. Right. Yep. Yep. With some science backing and experience, but opinion nonetheless. So folks, that's the you need to know this week. Ask specific questions and we'll see ya.